Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing all right. I'm not in my usual location, if you can tell by, if you're watching this, you know, the lighting and everything. I'm sorry, I am dog-sitting, so I'm not in my usual location, but here we are here. The show must go on, as we say, um, and that the show must go on for the go-home show of NXT 2.0 ahead of NXT War Games on Sunday. We'll have a post-show for that. We'll talk about that later on here, but this was the go-home show, the last stop, the last chance for, for NXT to build up any, uh, any momentum, any buzz, and, and any last... I guess excitement for war games and the last stakes for war games. We had two, two war games, ladder match, uh, advantage ladder matches, uh, the kind of bookend of the show that both of which were very, very good. I liked that. I like something we saw tonight. Um, others, others, not so much, but, um, you know, I, I was telling John before I we went live here, I felt very, very positive coming out of raw last night. And that was nice coming out of NXT tonight, not feeling quite so, upbeat here only only really because i really continue to get the sense that nxt of old uh will will really be no more uh, come sunday and moving forward not even talking about the john's pumping his fist get out of here man what are you talking about uh but brian everett's like he can't wait for war games i mean i'm sure it'll be a good show there are things i'm looking forward to but i'm not looking forward to uh what i'm predicting to be the very you know a uh, firm end of the NXT that I once knew and loved. And, and that's what we've been kind of dealing with for a while now. John, that's just only get a smile, but um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the show here, but I guess we, we can start with the main event because that was the, you know, the, the last, the last impression we got. It was a, a lot of match with Johnny Gargano and Braun Breaker uh, before early in the show. Uh, this was actually, I should say, it was left to a fan poll. The, the, the people had power here. Was it though? Was it? Well, that was what I was kind of thinking. They announced, I think it was like <laughs> last Thursday or Friday, they, they were going to do a fan poll. And me being you know, a, a wrestling fan, I was like, all right, I'm going to vote in this poll. I voted for my guy, Johnny Gargano. And I, I might have voted for Braun because I thought it would have been an interesting match. I'm not quite sure because uh, I know I know we didn't we didn't uh, I, I didn't vote for um, Carmelo Hayes. We already saw that match. I want some, something fresh, hopefully. Um, so I, I think I might vote for both of them actually. So, uh, but no, you know, I mean, Ta Taboo Tuesday. There you go, or, or Cyber Sunday. <laughs> you know, these are things we've had in the past here. So uh, Stephen Taylor saying maybe the poll was rigged. Hey. Yeah, maybe, right? It, it I is. mean, you had to have assumed that Braun Breaker was going to win. I thought that was obvious from the start. I mean, the other other side could have really went anyway. So, I mean, no matter who they would have picked, it could have been believable. So, I, I, I wouldn't say it was rigged as much as I would say they probably already knew who they were going to have win. So, like, I don't think the result like, cared. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think they were like, okay, we have to rig this so, so Johnny Gargano wins. I think it was more of like, who cares who wins? They're not going to know. We're just going to say Johnny Gargano won. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I could see that. And that's the thing. She she likes Cyber Sunday. I used to love Cyber Sunday. I've long wanted to see them bring that back, uh, especially nowadays, you know, social media being what it is. I, I just think that makes so much sense to do, and I'm surprised they haven't done it, but nonetheless. Um, let's say Joseph, Joseph Priestley should be in saying hello. It's been a while since he's been here. Hope we had the good Thanksgiving. Hope you do too, Joseph. We appreciate you. Uh, Eddie pitching, maybe bring back Cyber Sunday as like its own thing here or to be Tuesday, uh, 2NXT 2.0. I mean, hey, John, I don't know if you know this, NXT airs on Tuesday, so that would actually make 
a lot of sense to do that uh, if they don't want to do it as a, as an actual uh, takeover esque event. Doing a special Tuesday themed show would make a lot of sense, and and they, we've seen it with Vengeance Day, Halloween Havoc, crazier things have happened than uh, than than suggesting that, that they could or should bring back uh, something like Cyber Sunday. New uh, Year's yes. Evil, bring it back. Yep, that was good as well. It was a fun one as well. Um, big fan of these special shows. Even bigger fan of the takeover like shows, and that's when you get on Sunday with War Games. Not just saying War Games should be good, and I agree. Again. Even if I uh, am dreading the the likely result, I'm sure it'll be a very good show. Uh, but we had this this promo change uh, early in the show. It was Gargano and the new school. Well, actually, only Gargano representing new school, saying that if it weren't for uh, him and Chapa and some of the the veterans, the NXT, the new school, or the official name Team 2.0 uh, would not have a ring to stand in. This is true. They literally, you know, they 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 made NXT what it is or what it was. So I, all of this buzz and excitement about NXT 2.0, you know, they they should be thanking guys like Gargano. So, you know, I, I like that because that, that is true. Uh, Michael Covenant saying that he would is predicting or assuming, expecting um, Gargano to leave. Now we do know reportedly uh, Gargano signed a one-week contract extension to stay through War Games. Otherwise, we don't know what his future holds. But as I said, between NXT ending and, or sorry, NXT the, as we knew it ending and, and, you know, these contracts, Gargano's is, is expiring, Kyle O'Reilly's is expiring, um, you know, even if the, some of those guys stay, nonetheless, this is very much the direction we've been going. One good line from Gargano was calling uh, Brown Breaker the big bad booty nephew, a very clear reference to Scott Steiner. Uh, yet again, we've talked about it before. We all know that Brown Breaker is uh, Scott Steiner's nephew. The and Frankensteiner they, off the top. Yep, right. they, they did that. They there was the one line with uh, Champa weeks ago about the Steiner math, like referencing this, the, the the famous Steiner math promo. So they are very much like they know we know, and like we know they know, but they're still not really coming out and saying it. And that's fine. Like it, it's fine. We we can sit here and appreciate the, what we are, what we are getting. Um, but it was it was a very good main event, and, and I had largely assumed here that that Breaker would win, and he did. Uh, but John, I tell you, a lot of matches just look painful. We had there are a couple spots. One of them, uh, Breaker belly to belly suplex Gargano onto a ladder over his head. Uh, Breaker then dove off the top rope, landed on a ladder. Like painful stuff, but they do it for our entertainment. And I, we appreciate it. Uh, very good main event. Breaker won fair and square. So you know there you have it. XC uh, Team 2.0 has the advantage heading into Sunday. What do you think about this main event? And now the you know then this is the last stop. What are your thoughts on uh, where we're heading into you know old school versus new school here? I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket, Colin. You are pretty confident that we are going to see the end of old NXT. And while I don't disagree, I don't. I do not think it is a guaranteed final statement solidified that. They're going to lose. I think there is really a possibility that they could still win this match. I do think they have. Now, obviously, all of this is just basically words, but I'm going to say it anyway. They do have the talent to win. They do have the the, the firepower and, and fan support behind them. It's It's funny and weird at the same time, because if you really wanted to build NXT 2.0, you think you'd make them the good guys that people right. want to cheer. Right, not exactly. Not what people do and yes. don't like. So that is kind of doesn't make sense. They, I noticed it tonight especially, you know, and as, 
I should say as soon as they they framed the officially framed the the 2.0 versus the old school kind of thing. Braun Breaker very much has like top level babyface written over him. It, it's just to me it's clear as day. He had the feud with Champa, and initially it was very much kind of a a babyface babyface kind of thing, and that's fine. And then with the old school new school stuff, they very much framed it like okay, he's one of the the new kids on the block that's like uh, disrespectful of the the past generation, and they're all being kind of like arrogant jerks. And and absolutely, it's like if you want to really like build this brand, these are the these are your top guys, your top you know people on on two point of at least of of the new generation. You would very much think that, that they would want. To make them people we want to cheer for, and having them be out there, yeah, Grayson Waller saying like, "Oh, the, the hot dog handshake generation," and he's not willing to, you know, put, carry people's bags, whatever, very, very, very much a, a paying your due kind of thing. Um, not a good look. And, and now I'm thinking like, uh, you know, come after Sunday, it's like I'm not. Uh, it's like they're fighting up a battle, like because then like you've kind of got that in your mind, like, oh, they're they're you know, that mean to you know. The, the generation of old, like it's going to be a little, a little, a little harder to cheer them, you know, kind of moving forward like that. Um, but they had to kind of frame it in this way. Uh, although I, I would say, well, the, uh, okay, counter, they don't, they didn't have to frame it this way. They chose to do that. So then once they did that, they kind of had to follow that through rather than kind of a, you know, a two baby face teams kind of fighting. Cause I get, and that, that makes sense as well. Cause it is war games. You'd want it to be teams that actually don't like each other. So they kind of had to have this uh, legitimate animosity or, or conflict of, you know, which which generation is in the right or or you know which one is nxt today so um i can see why they did it didn't know don't necessarily support it but nonetheless a uh, bunch of bunch of comments here with steven chambers saying he hopes we're going to stay same with kyle riley we'll talk with kyle riley in a minute uh but yes i mean again i hope they stay but at the same time i'm also like eh, i don't know because like i i don't know if if they really have a if they have a place in next year 2.0 and if they do if, if it's a place that as a fan of them i'd want them to have it, it, again week after week we see uh some of the veterans really kind of losing any of these matches with the new generation because again the mission at these at this point seems to be all about uh, building up new guys so uh i i remain very divided on that one where it's like big fan of johnny gargano but i don't know if i really wanted to say like that um so it's tough. It is tough. Uh, we're mentioning Brown Breaker and uh, being, uh, he, yes, he, he is Rick Steiner's son, Scott Steiner's nephew. Uh, Brian Everett's so they should rename him Rex Steiner. I think that had been uh, the uh, the pitch name at one point, or that was, I think that may have been, may have been his name at one point. Um, maybe it wasn't developmental and they changed it. Um, but at this point, they, they have very much uh, built him up as Brown Breaker. I don't see that changing. Um, Boy, but yeah, I mean, uh, we are very much uh, on the fast track here to war games, and uh, but already here we got some comments about Braun Breaker again. Saying Michael Covington saying Braun is ready for the main roster, might not even get the NXT title due to being called up so quickly. I mean, again, he worked the overseas tour. Um, all it takes is, is is well, I mean, ultimately, we all know all it takes is Vince, I, you know, kind of looking at the guy and going, like, "Oh, I want them on the main roster." Um, we saw of hit row, unfortunately, that, that didn't work out, but you know. You never know like what the timeline's going to be. The days of guys, I mean, there are exceptions. Johnny Gargano's still there. Chappa's still there. But you can't necessarily assume anybody's going to be on NXT for a year, two years. You know, Kid Row collectively was, what, like three months? Like-ish, um, you know, something like that. It was very, very quick turnaround. So, no, Braun Breaker definitely has that um, 
you know, main roster, he, he feels ready. I think it wouldn't hurt to give him some more seasoning there, but, um, you know, uh, I, I imagine he'll be a successful success uh, when he does get called up here. So, uh, again, people excited about War Games. Nando said, just exclaiming War Games in all caps. Um, you know, it's, it'll be a fun show. I'm looking forward to it. The, the, the guy's only 24 years old. Let's not forget, Braun Breaker is a young, young guy. So I don't think there's any hurry. I think uh, he is going to really be the face of NXT. So I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. I would tend to agree, at least in the short term. And, and like likewise, Stephen Chambers saying that he's predicting Braun will be an NXT champion like pretty much for that reason that they, he will, he will be kind of the, the, the standard bearer for the, the 2.0 generation. He's going to uh, win the title and then he's going to have a match with Samoa Joe. Hey, could happen, right? I mean, that, they got options on the table. Um, hope to see Samoa Joe back at some point soon, but definitely getting some more comments here. I mean, people seem to agree with at least my, my standpoint. I am very much rooting for uh, the old school and Brian never agreeing is rooting for old school and hopes that Johnny goes out on top, even if he does leave to go out with a victory like that. I think that'd be great. Uh, Stephen Chambers also saying that he hopes that the uh, old school generation wins as well. Um, and actually, again, people seem to be very much rooting for old school. So that, that does my heart good. Uh, I very much agree. Um, and yet again, not quite sure what the future holds for Gargano after that. Uh, Eddie's saying he doesn't know his contract status. Nobody does. Saying maybe he takes a pen and leaves or he resigns. I mean, his, uh, his wife Candace is, uh, she still has time on the contract and she, of course, is pregnant. So um, a lot of variables to play. Not quite sure what's going to happen, uh, but certainly interesting times here are afoot in NXT. Um, Man, just, you know, it's and, and uh, interesting and unpredictable times at that. So uh, we were talking about the, the NXT, the men's ladder match here. We opened with the, with the women's ladder match. We had a brawl with Dakota Kai uh, and Kaylee Ray and, and their respective teams. Then we had the ladder match for the, the women's match between them. Also, this was very, very good. Uh, Kaylee Ray got the win, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. The, the, you know, even on two hours, things fly by, I, and, and I have notes. But yes, Kayla Ray won. I thought this was great. Uh, she, I thought this was her best showing on the, the Prime XT brand. I mean, I know she had a great run on XT UK, but hasn't really been able to find her fling on the main XT brand here so far. And thankfully, I think here she really kind of reminded everybody like that she, she was, you know, the champion in NXT UK for a reason. And, you know, here uh, definitely kind of. I would say solidified herself as a, a legit player in the in the in the NXT main main women's division here. So uh, with that, uh, team I guess t- team Raquel picked up uh, the advantage here for War Games, and at least on paper, needless to say, the team that has the advantage should what should be kind of viewed as the favorite heading into the War Games match. John, what do you think about this ladder match and uh, the 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 women's side of things here on, uh, for War Games? Uh, I think the women's match is a little more unpredictable than the men's match because there is more of it's, it's not really old school versus new school. It's more of just combining faces and heels that are in feuds with each other to kind of what they've done pretty much with it. I think is this the third women's war game match or second? It's either second or third, but regardless, third. I think it's the all of the ones they've done before have been the same situation where it's people that are just in rivalries with each other. Of course, we've seen women turn on their own teammates before. I, I think we could possibly see it again this week. Who knows? But uh, this this feels like the match that's going to open the show this weekend. I feel like that's what they're going to do. And y- you can't go wrong with um, 
this combination of women in a match. We saw the report that came out today about the uh, 10 women tag match that was last on Raw. They were very impressed. They were impressed with how the women held it together and how they kind of uh, communicated with each other, just how the match flowed. I think we could see a similar situation this weekend. I mean, the NXT Women's Vision continues to kill it on a regular basis. And, and an I, interesting but... fun fact from Ben Jones here, Dakota Kai has been in all three women's war game matches. So she has experience and she's a veteran when it comes to this match. And I, and I do think that the team that she is on is probably favored right now. I would say so. So that, that would be, you know, Toxic Attraction and Dakota, right? I think that's it's one four. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I would agree. The champions would probably be favored. You got Dakota with the, her with her experience advantage as well. Um, and yeah, definitely a, a fun bit of uh, trivia there. Where she's been in all three, and uh, you know, no, and and no one else can say that. So, uh, with that being said, some some comments here about Kaylee Ray with Nesha saying Kaylee's awesome, long-standing NXT UK Women's Champion. She had a great run there, uh, and now she here she is on the the main NXT brand. And as I said. Had a great showing here as well. Uh, Brian Everett saying the ladies killed to open the show. And John, you're saying that uh, you expected that to kind of be the case uh, for games. I would agree. I think they're going to have a, a, an amazing match. I mean, there have been years where the women's war games match has been, dare I say, better than, than the men's. And then the men's match is usually kind of the headlining match. So kind of goes to show you that, you know, the, the NXT women's division continues to be um, at the top of the game. And, and I don't think there's any disputing that. Uh, and you also mentioned um, some heel turns here. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying that he he still believes Kaylee Ray will pull a story at War Games. It's possible, and then that would potentially kind of set up uh, Dakota's team to win. So, um, you know, I, I could see that as well here. I just have to point out that uh, Eos has been in all three as well. That sounds right. Not quite sure off the top of my head, but I feel like she's been. I mean, she's not, she's been in XE for a while. I remember. I, I think that's right. Yeah, I, if I remember correctly, she was she was in the, the last year, and at least vaguely. Don't I feel like the one before that. So there you go. She's been in all three as well, and that's cool because she's on team uh, team Raquel. So a cool kind of a clash of two uh, record holders there, I guess. So uh, definitely look forward to that one. Stephen Green that will probably open the pay per view, and that's a very very good way to open the show. So. You know, Watch, yeah. I'm going to be wrong now, so then I'm sorry I said that. I mean, as we all know, your wrestling is... Well, we I, can I mean, agree it's not going to be the men. I can I can agree no. that'll be the main no. event. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're running out of possibilities on what can open the show because it is... Uh, I think it's a normal NXT car, NXT takeover car with five matches, which was usually the normal back in the day. Uh, I want to talk about another one of those matches that we're going to see, which is a hair versus hair match. It's uh, there was some hostility tonight in the building with some uh, f bombs thrown in chance. People do not seem to uh, like Duke Hudson, and um, I, I don't know uh, what, what what did you make of that kind of series of events tonight from the match, the Andre Chase thing, and just the the events afterwards. Just break it all down. What was your thoughts on all that? Well, shout out to Andre Chase, right? I mean, this guy, I, I've been saying it for a little while now. I, I He's making the most out of this gimmick, and it's very much just like enhancement talent level gimmick, at least in the, in the way that he's being used. Like, he borderline like squash matches here, especially with this one with Grimes. And it makes sense, right? Grimes has a match on Sunday. Um, but, like, I, I think it's very entertaining. I, I like 
all the kind of like the what the, the way they're playing with you know school. He's got the student section, and we, we've had the vignettes of him you know yelling at the students. I mean, it's just a fun time. Uh, he's one of the examples of the characters that are that are working, in, at least in my mind. So I was glad that he was on the show, and, and admittedly, I thought this would actually be a match. You know, they had uh, on social media yesterday. Um, Chase had shared kind of a video promo for this match, so led me to believe and there's a bit of a story, there's a bit of a reason for this match, so I thought I'd get some time, and it didn't. It was very much a pretty a pretty quick match. Andre, uh, sorry, so Chase loses. I hope he, you know, strings together some meaningful ones soon. Um, but then, as you said, Dukazi comes out, and he proceeds to show uh, kind of these, these images on the, on the Videotron of... Uh, of, of Cameron Grimes being bald or, or semi-shaved or a bunch of ridiculous haircuts and then saying <laughs> and then saying that he is going to shave Cameron Grimes bald as the day he was born to a, bu- to a bunch of chants of shut the F up over and, and over again. I, I didn't think that was warranted. I'm like, this dude's like just out here. <laughs> you know, it's not like, he, I mean, you could name any, any number of heels that like say horrible things and like and it's his job, that. brother. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's building up the match. Yeah. Not doing anything too terrible, um, so I, I don't know about that. But um, I mean, as we've seen many a time here, the NXT crowd is something else. So maybe they just really weren't feeling uh, what what Duke Cousin was selling this week. But it was funny. I I kind of thought you know we're seeing these images of him being bald. I'm granted it's a very very small thing. I don't love his new look anyway. They had Hudson cut his hair, uh, cut Grimes's hair a little bit to set up this match. And now his hair is like kind of. I liked how it was like it was nice and long. And now it's like short. I don't. I don't. I don't dig it. Um, I do agree. Yeah, you know. I so agree. now I'm like, they might as well shave him bald anyway. Like, and especially because Duke Hudson just has average hair. It's not like usually at best for at least for me, hair versus hair. You have two guys that have these luscious locks, and it's like with Duke Hudson, it's just normal hair. So like, if he loses it, it doesn't really matter. Whereas with Cameron Grimes, the whole point is that, like he said last week, that he values his hair, that it, that it represents his his uh, overcoming adversity, overcoming the odds here, and chasing his dreams and all that stuff. It is Zahari kind of agreeing, saying Cameron Grimes will go, will be bald after War Games. Uh, Vince wants to send Cameron Grimes to the moon. Um, maybe 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 being bald is part of that. But um, no, that's kind of where I come off on it. Like at least maybe cynically. Uh, Benjamin ben, ben Jones saying Grimes probably going involved anyway, but not just saying Grimes will win. So people seem to be a, a little divided here. John, what I mean, are you thinking anyone, any either of these guys is uh, particularly favored, or, or what are you thinking here? Uh, I think just for the sake of uh, how long each has been there and the direction they're going, I would assume Duke Hudson is probably the favorite, but. At the same time, I think Cameron Grimes, kind of his style is not to be bold. So I don't know. I mean, I think it could go either way. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb now and say that Grimes will probably win. That's what I think. I think it's favored. I more just meant like I'm not digging the look uh, of, of his relatively short hair, and now I'm like, you might as well get rid of it all. But I would agree. I think he's. Um, the likely, the likely favorite to win the match, I think he makes more sense in a way, unless they do, again, we've seen many times. Uh, recently, you know, the, the new generation tends to win these kind of matches here. So, uh, Vanessa picking Grimes, Herman picking Grimes. So, pe- people seem to be backing Grimes. You're backing him all the way as not as saying to the moon. So, that would be my pick as well. Uh, again, 
maybe, maybe even though I hope he kind of gets bald anyway, then he, then he gets shaved bald or whatever. Not, um, I digress. But uh, and also, yeah, Brian Everson, he's rooting for Grimes. Maybe rooting him on all the way to the main roster. He's saying so. I think he'd do great things there. They could use a guy like him if that happens. Who knows? Um, but we'll watch the Williams see on that one. Um, but I'm sure he, he could do great things here. But uh, circling back to the women's match, you got a direct question from Michael Laboran saying, do we think Mandy Rose elevates the women's division? And another comment, he said, Mandy Rose is the best part of the show. I'm not talking about it before. I think she's doing a great job as a champion, doing a great job on this run with Toxic Attraction. I think that she'll have uh, the opportunity to really kind of, you know, not that she hasn't already, but to really kind of have an uh, even more of a, of a breakout moment at War Games. So yeah, I think she elevates it. I think she she as soon as she arrives, she added even added even more star power to it. So that's that's how I come off on. I don't know if you would agree or not, but I, I'm liking what she's doing on NXT. Uh, I think she does elevate the division, of course, because she's kind of that uh, experienced face that's there that has you know has been through it before, knows how to kind of tutor the other people. So. I, I just think that she would be a good, a good, a good fit on NXT, and I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that they have elevated her to the level of becoming champion. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, there's not really much else to say about it other than yes. To to make a long story short, answer your question, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't help but to look at Luke's comment that says she brings <laughs> in the 65 plus rating because uh, I, I. I there's some truth behind that too. You just gotta face the facts. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, uh, boy, you know, lots of stuff to talk about for for war games here. Uh, Stephen James is saying that you know we got we were talking about the Warriors matches. We got other. We've got non war games matches for Sunday as well. Stephen's saying the only head scratcher uh, is Joe Gacy versus Roderick Strong. Of course, Joe Gacy wanting to. Um, so should I say disrupt the 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 limits of the cruiserweight title? Um, you know, wanting to kind of you know open it up, wanting it to not be so restrictive with the weight with the weight limits and whatnot. So uh, tonight he wanted to kind of showcase his his vision of an of an inclusive future. So John, we had um, technically kind of a, some a somewhat intergender match here on NXT. We had Gacy uh, bring out a bunch of people, one very uh, undersized person, one very big guy, and and a, and a woman wrestler. And he wanted to face them in a three-on-one handicap match uh, to, again, to showcase his uh, his vision for the future. And he he pinned uh, the, 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 it wasn't like it was a, it wasn't a very, very small person, but a relatively small, small guy, pinned him. And then he wanted to wrestle the, the woman's wrestler. I think they even named the people, so I can't even say. Uh, but then Diamond Mind crashed it and said, you know, how about some how about some legitimate competition? Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong said, you know, not not, not here to talk. Punches uh, Joe Gacy, and there you go. That's the match where you're getting on Sunday. Um, but yeah, John, we, we said this as soon as they announced this. I just hard pointing out he's not 205 pounds. And again, that's the whole point uh, that he's trying to defy the weight limits here for the cruiserweight title and kind of along that same vein, Brian Everett's wondering if they're changing it from the cruiserweight title and maybe renaming it. I don't know. This, this feels kind of like a novelty kind of thing. I don't. Yeah. That would ruin the point. Lose. I think if they renamed it, it would kind of ruin the point of the point that he's trying to make anyway. Yeah. So uh, that's, that was, that'd be my thoughts on it as well. Um, and, and I think that's, what I don't think he's going to win. I think he could, but uh, I, I think it's more about that story. 
and even even if he does win, you know, let's say if, if that does happen, I think it will, it will more just be like, oh, you know, I won, and and it's still the cruiserweight title because again, he's trying to kind of go against that the the weight the weight specific thing there. But again, I've said it before, even if you're not really digging uh, Gacy and some of his, you know cheap words with you know inclusivity all these things and these buzzwords uh again i think he's got a good presence i think he plays the character well and i'm glad that he's in that he's in this spot i mean and admittedly i think there's something kind of not if i agree but i can see what he's saying and i can kind of like get behind it as as a motive for a match of like hey like this is kind of stupid i assume Chamber's saying that, that uh gacy is roughly 250 so to not be able to fight for a title on a brand where you've only got the NXT title, North America title, granted the two titles, and then the Cruiserweight, but to be restricted like that makes it makes sense. So I think there's he has every reason to to fight for that title, and we'll see that on Sunday, and, and I'm sure it'll be a very good match. And, I, and not to point out, I mentioned this I think last week. If they do rename it, I think you know, on paper the NXT TV title or the TV championship makes sense, but at the same time, I, I think they're just going to keep it and, and keep keep rolling with it. Um, and there you go. It is interesting to, to note, uh, Nash is saying we're talking about the Cruiserweight title here, and that's the Cruiserweight title has very much been linked to 205 Live, and Nash is saying just do away with 205 Live. It's interesting because in recent weeks, if, especially, it feels like 205 Live has become this, like, NXT for NXT, because we've seen people uh, basically debut on 205 Live, and then shortly thereafter arrive on NXT, so it's almost like a I don't know, like almost like a tryout version, uh, something. It's like a NXT light in a way. And there's something pretty, pretty interesting about that. Nesha calling it the third hour of NXT. Um, or if you want to kind of make the comparison, you know, kind of like AW and, and AW Dark almost, like kind of that elevation kind of thing. Um, where we, we had, I think, Tiffany Stratton made her debut on 205 Live a week or two ago, and now we're seeing a promise for her. I think Idris Anofe, I'm not sure, not sure not pronouncing that right. He was on a show a, two, a week or two ago, and also Solo yeah. Sokoa was on a, was on the show as well. Um, so that's kind of what we're seeing here. So ironically, I think that's for the best. We've talked about it before, like the, uh, we talked about when Grace and Waller first started getting pushed here on the main NXT show. I noted, like, I, as someone who doesn't watch Show Five Live, uh, it's, it was hard to kind of really like buy him as a legitimate, you know. A legitimate guy on NXT, but if you're using it to like kind of uh, slowly introduce people and get give them that experience, I think that makes much more sense uh, in a lot of ways there. So I like it. I think that that might be its best usage here moving forward here, um, and that's good. Nesha thinks she watches Two Five Live. They're only they're only so many hours in the day, and after SmackDown, more often that I'm either doing the podcast or, or covering another show or doing whatever. So I often don't don't find the time. I, I kind of follow along just to, to see who's on it, and that's about it. And maybe get some highlights here and there, but that's about it for me. Uh, Eddie, wondering what we think about Harland. Harland, uh, the film where Parker Boudreau, uh, the kind of the muscle for for Joe Gacy here. I looked away. I think he like knocked Roderick Strong down or something during during a brief brawl here. So he's, de he's definitely the the enforcer kind of ro role for Gacy. Um, and Eddie wondering if we think he needs to go alone from Gacy, unleash his talent. I mean, that's probably where they're going eventually, but I think, you know, for now, they're very much framing it as a, a Wyatt family like thing. This is this cult follower, um, dynamic thing. Uh, and then as, as always, eventually, I'm sure there'll be a split somewhere down the road, but hopefully they kind of draw that out and, uh, help him get some experience here. But 
because Harlan, I mean, people were having hyping up for a while. He's still very new, very new to the business, very new uh, to TV, very new just in general. So getting some experience, just kind of being on TV, being used like this, I think that's a good thing. So hopefully they don't rush that. But no, eventually I, I would assume that's going to be the case. Um, so we were talking about uh, the Cruiserweight title match. We have another match, uh, another title match to look forward to on Sunday. We had a tag team match here where it was Legado Fantasma facing Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner, the winner go on to face Imperium on Sunday. Uh, we've had these three teams kind of going in this three-way feud thing here for a little bit. Uh, obviously, we talked uh, briefly mentioned it a couple earlier on the show uh, where Kyle Riley's contract coming up, you know, lending some uncertainty there. Um, on, in my mind, I was kind of rooting for Legado. I thought that'd be, that would have been a better match collectively because I think both teams are very, very good. Again, not trying to knock Von Wagner. I'm just I'm not quite seeing it. Um, at least so far. And again, I, I say it every week, still just kind of uh, protesting that he got title shot early on, trying not to hold that against them, but they Which have is it. fair. That's you know, fair. I'm just it's kind of rubbing the wrong way. Uh, but we had the side team match. I enjoyed it. Like, God is very talented. Kyle, Kyle was great. I think Von Wagner, he's got a lot of potential. But again, not just not quite clicking for me yet. Um, but again, with Kyle's contract being what it is, I kind of thought that he might lose I, or they might do, you know, I don't know. We, we had people predict last week that Von would turn on Kyle. Instead, uh, Von Wagner and Kyle Riley won, so they'll be getting a title shot against Imperium, and then they, they set this up with a brief back backstage vignette, uh, or sorry, backstage segment where Von called Imperium dumbasses, and there you go. Um, John, what are you thinking about this tag title match here with Imperium and uh, Kyle and Von here? I thought it was entertaining to say the least because I don't think it really gave any clear direction on what we could possibly expect in the, in the title match when the title match comes because I, I really they really haven't been champions that long but at the same time do they want to go with kind of that new fresh direction and uh, a new an NXT 2.0 team I mean let's face it Imperium's not really an NXT 2.0 team it's true you know um and yeah, again, much like Johnny Organo, although I think for me at least the writing on the wall is on the wall there, even though I, I'm very much rooting for NXT old school. Uh, with this, there is definitely more, more unpredictability. Um, Kyle could stay, Kyle could go. Uh, I did say that he, he very much like most people at this point are predicting uh, that Kyle I will not maybe not take the pin, but they'll go to AEW, be with his friends, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, obviously, at the Unspeed Era there. Um, that remains a very popular prediction at this point. Uh, whether that happens remains to be seen, but um, it's easy to, to, to connect those dots. Uh, if he does stay, uh, if they do kind of um, convince him to, to sign a new deal, I, um, I could see them winning the titles and, and then we kind of wanted to elevate Von Wagner like that because apparently they are very high on Von Wagner already. So that would be one way to do it. Uh, Brian Everett is uh, kind of in, in agreement with what I was saying about saying still getting used to Von Wagner and O'Reilly, maybe as a team, not solo them as a duo. No degree, even as I was more uh, knocking Wagner a little bit, but as a team, as a team as well, the, you know, it's kind of this odd couple kind of thing. They've, we had the one thing that were in there, they were in the woods, a bunch of weird stuff. Um, but we knew that we have this match on Sunday. Uh, if, if I had to predict it, I, I, I would assume Imperium's going to win. It's, again, mostly because of that, that uncertainty of Kyle O'Reilly. Stephen Chambers agreeing some Imperium should retain. Maybe we'll see Imperium versus MSK. And speaking of MSK, we had the latest chapter of their, their thrilling search for the Shaman, and they finally found him, John, 
but we did not get to know who the shaman is. They they finally found him. They pulled up to the house. They opened the door. It was all smoke and mirrors and, and weird again, weird lighting. You couldn't see him, but they they did find the shaman. So you have to assume that we will see whoever the shaman is next week. Or Sunday. I mean, yeah, that'd be nice, right? Give give War Games another kind of uh, noteworthy noteworthy development. That'd be great. Um, I don't know why. Like it's one the way the the camera panned to his boots, or there was something. I was like, is that Elias? And that remains my leading prediction at this point, only because we haven't seen Elias in the main roster. And again, even though we, have, I would be surprised at this point if anyone from the main roster went back down to NXT because Mandy Rose went to, went to NXT uh, before it got rebranded as 2.0, and we've had this whole. Um, reshuffling uh, uh, or the reimagination of NXT as a brand. I, I mean, I, at this point, I just think it's all about the new people, whereas that bring, bringing somebody from the past back kind of goes against that. But I'm thinking it's the last. Ness is agreeing. Uh, there's one funny bit where we had uh, the GPS told uh, Wesley to watch his ass. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I don't know. We're, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other character-based things here, but I thought that was pretty fun. But my main takeaway here. Very glad. It seems that we are on the we are on the precipice of finding out whoever the, in the world of the shaman is. John, what are you thinking about this? Uh, I think it's definitely has been booked very well and progressed very well, and I think it's very unpredictable. There are there isn't even anybody you could really guess. I mean, you said Elias, but I'm saying like. There's no really leading candidate for honor that's been made obvious. There has just been no tips, no leaks, no nothing about who this could be, which really makes me believe it's not going to be anything particularly really big or a big return or anything like that, or it would have probably leaked by now. So Elias wouldn't make sense because he's already there, so it's not like anybody would be expecting something like that. So uh, I could see that. I don't really have... A, a preference on who, like I'm thinking it truly should be this person. Uh, so it would be kind of hard for it to be a disappointment unless maybe it was somebody that like has just never been exposed to the crowd before. So it's like, who is this guy? Right. So and, I, I don't know. I mean, I did say kind of along that same idea, maybe it is somebody we haven't seen before. Um, and to that, I say, like, they're, they're even tonight alone, we saw, it feels like this is almost like a, a second wave of, of NXT 2.0, because we had several new vignettes and several new characters either arrive officially or, or, or get set up. Um, NXT 2.5. There, there you go, right? Oh, my gosh. Can't even imagine. <laughs> um, one, one off the ball was suggestion from uh, Stephen Chambers saying, one if it's William Regal. It could be. I mean, he, he's a, he's a, the wisdom of a shaman, right? Uh, they, they've mentioned in the past the, that it was, as Josh Hefter pointing out, was a Titan specialist, and that still throws me off. Like, I still, that kind of rules out Elias. He's naming maybe RVD and Michael Hayes. Ah, I don't know. I really Shane don't know. McMahon. Luke says Triple H to clean up the mess. <laughs> uh, I, I miss Papa H, man. I, he had obviously had the cardiac event. Apparently, it was very, very serious. Poor, at least per one report, he's still, uh, as far as we know, recovering. So, you know, that, you know, hopefully, obviously, his health uh, remains the, the most important thing. But my gosh, yeah. I, this is I like before whenever um, 
the we did the battery charger thing and we're get was guessing who it was. We eventually did lock down to who it was, which was Tegan Knox, and we were we were right eventually. And there was another one before that where we were guessing on who somebody could be, and we were completely wrong. Uh, let's not forget when Ember Mood returned, nobody had guessed it was nobody. Her, so. Nobody had that one. <laughs> no, I, I was way off on that one. Uh, I was way off on the. I mean, we we predicted Tika Knox. I think we had thought that the the previous one with the, with the burying and the and the past was probably Dakota, um, but this one I I don't know Elias. I thought I think that's that's kind of rolled out if it is a tag specialist. Um, I don't know Ed Zaris. I mean, it's Bobby Steve, Bobby Stevenson, Gable Stevenson's brother. I don't know. I I would hope it's somebody that has some familiarity in terms of like people some that would get a reaction Samoa like, oh. Joe Samoa Joe oh, uh, <laughs> I hope not I hope not well, I, I, he, he deserves better than that this seems to be a little kind of funny like kind of like a comedic thing and Samoa Joe I mean not that he's not funny he Samoa Joe's a legit badass like main event guy like this is this ain't that um I don't know man Ho- again hopefully fingers crossed this will be uh resolved come Sunday Luke's saying it's the the shamans of the million dollar egg itself, hundred million dollar egg itself, uh, in, in human form. Why not? Why not? Nash just asking if Smell Joe is cleared. Have not heard a peep. Have not heard a peep about Smell Joe since he vacated the title uh, due to some medical setbacks that he was dealing with. So I, I cannot say about that. Um, but haven't seen him since. So I would have to assume maybe not. I don't know. Uh, best again as as with Triple H, best wishes to him. Health is the most important thing here, so hope he's doing well. And as far as soon as we know more, whenever if that you know once more information becomes available, we will share that uh, as soon as possible. So otherwise, here uh, I think we have pretty much had one more match than than a bunch of character things here. Uh, Nesha saying that she loves so- Solo Sokoa, and we had a very brief match of Solo Sokoa facing. Idris Anofe was uh, one of these newcomers on on NXT, and he was on Two Five Live. I don't know what it was about him. Something like I was like, this is good. Like I don't know. He had a good promo where he where where Idris was like, uh, on paper it sounds cliche, but he was like he overcame the odds, came from a bad neighborhood, and he had a, the, it, it focused on his military background. And then even after that ended, he, he was kind of left without any clear direction, and he still kind of fought against that and wound up here in WWE. So there you go. I thought that was he did well with that promo, and then he comes out. He's kind of like got some kind of cool swagger to him. Grant got, got pretty much squashed by so oh it wasn't quite a squash. He got some good offense in, and then Robert Stone was a ringside, maybe scouting some talent. Um, not unsure, unsure which one he was scouting, but then after the match, we had Boa attacked uh, attack Solo there because he he sought out Solo for help backstage because clearly the demons inside of him were, were hurting him, and and Solo said, "I don't speak your language, pal." I, I can't help you. So see if, see if we're getting something there. Uh, not too, too much to write home about. Other than, as I said, the first time I saw him, my gosh, Shelo Sokoa is the third Uso brother. Um, His promos sound just like him too. It's talking crazy. about how, the, you know, this ain't the military. I'm the street fighter of Samoa. And it was just like, the more I talked, the more I closed my eyes and listened to it. I was like, this guy would fit perfectly in in a stable of some sort. And I think eventually we will get to that point, but um, I am very interested to see where, not where, but how fast the development goes for him because he is also 
very, very young, mid mid yeah. to low twenties as well. So yeah, I think there's this like cream of the crop in NXT 2.0 right now with like Braun Solo, um, Camelo being enough. Def- I think Camelo maybe even above that. But like of these guys that are very young and like maybe uh, still have yet to like get that experience, but that have got so much potential. I think you know those are two guys like definitely spotlight as as you know very much. Um, Potentially, you know, being big, big stars moving forward here. Stevenson, maybe down the road, seeing Braun versus Solo, that'd be cool. You know, pa- clash with two powerhouses there. Um, Nando's comparing him to uh, Jacob Fatu. That's a good shout. Former MLW World Heavyweight Champion Jacob Fatu. Uh, definitely a good comparison. I like that. And I, and I, I would agree with it. Uh, if Nesha Curse saying Solo is a future champion of some sort, and I would agree. He's definitely got a good look. He's got the bloodline quite literally going for him. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, as you said, John, if he does kind of learn quickly, I think he's going to do very, very well for himself. Um, and again, people seem to be liking Solo. Brian Everett saying he likes Solo as well, and saying that Idris has promise additionally. So definitely good to have uh, Solo Pecker win, and also to have Idris out there uh, in his official NXT debut looking pretty good. So I like that. And with, with Boa, whatever whatever demon, demonic possession he's dealing with, uh, looks like it'll be setting up a feud with Solo and potentially with Robertstone and Mix there as well. Although he may have been scouting uh, Idris. I'm not quite sure about that one. That's one to look forward to moving forward, but good stuff. But otherwise there, we had just a bunch of vignettes, a bunch of things kind of to, uh, to preview what's to come here, preview who's to come, I should say. We had another vignette of Tiffany Stratton talking about how she's a daddy's girl and she's shopping and how price tags are just numbers. Um, it's a very, very, very snobby and just like rich, richy rich, um, spoiled, spoiled girl kind of thing. Boy, I just like this has like potentially Eva Marie level heat where I'm just like here in the promo, I'm just like, oh, like not quite go away heat because we haven't even seen her yet or has seen her in the ring, but like just inherently like maddening promo is like oh my gosh i just want to see you get beat up so you know kudos to that one is like i just i think she'll be a very very like annoying level heel eddie's saying the gimmick has to be scrapped right now it is kind of weird if you think about it where it's like more often than not these writers are middle-aged white dudes right and now this is having this gimmick about a, a daddy's girl kind of thing there's something that seems kind of weird about that um but i mean she did debut on nxt here uh, sorry, she'd be on 205 Live, I think, a week or two ago, so she presumably will be ready for uh, ready, ready for primetime, if you will, uh, sooner or later yeah. here. But, um, I mean, I, I remember I, I looked her up when I wrote up her debut on 205 Live. I think she was, a, I said, like, the 2016-2017 Olympian. I think it was Olympic gymnastics or something like that. Um, so definitely, this is this, I think she, among others, is this, like, representative of the new NXT of, like, people with uh, other backgrounds, other athletic backgrounds that they want to mold into uh, into a, a sports entertainer. So I think that's definitely a good example of that. And as I said, you know, mission accomplished because like this this promo was just boy. Oh, I, again, for me, it's like great, great against my skin. And I'm, I think that she's being set up for success, even if again maybe the the pro, the, the gimmick, um, the 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 maybe the context of the gimmick might be a little questionable. Anthony's asking for surprise. They inscribed it, given what I was saying about, you know, the, the data's girl thing, all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. Like a gimmick's a gimmick. Like if you're going to like kind of go that far into it, like a lot of things that like, kind of probably have similar like concerns and, and um, 
Kyle Vatic, you know, connections like that. I mean, I get it. And I, and when I read that report, I was like, all right, I can kind of see it. It's pretty weird, but at the same, at the same, at the same time, man, it's wrestling. There's so much weird stuff. And at some point it's gotta be like, all right, buckle in We're we're, we're here. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm thinking this could, this could be a, a, a very successful heel character. What do you, what are you thinking, John? Cause this, this is one of the characters that I, that I kind of most want to talk about tonight of the, of the new ones we saw. Uh, I absolutely agree. I thought it was very interesting and kind of an idea, not out of left field, but unique. You don't see this very often. You don't see stuff like this every day. So I I don't want to jump to conclusions like we normally do, because sometimes we might say, oh, this is going to be good or this is going to be bad, and then we're completely wrong. So I will wait to see kind of what unfolds in the next couple of weeks. I am cautiously optimistic. I'll say that. I think I think it's just it's such a like heat magnet of a gimmick it's just like it's so annoying on automatically that it could be good uh steven chambers i like this idea of maybe pairing tiffany with robert stone i think that would make some sense little guy to start uh maybe a little more off the wall so maybe the million dollar man will come back and, and work with tiffany uh bring her uh work with her as her uh, you know the, the next million dollar champion kind of thing don't know about that but i like the idea of again this idea of of the rich and the wealthy and the snobby I mean, on paper, I like it. I think it'd be pretty cool. Stephen Chambers also saying that she's the young version of Frankie Monet. Remain very upset about what happened with Frankie Monet getting released there, but um, they do have, they do have a chance to make to get it right here and to make a, a new, fresh uh, heel star here. But again, this is one of the very or uh, multiple examples here. But also one more comparison with Brian Everett saying she's like Chelsea Green. I think that's a good comparison as well. So this is one one new character. I mean, wait, this is the second one for her. We got a bunch of new ones as well. Again, we mentioned, we, I mentioned uh, Idris a minute ago. We had a very brief promo from Draco Anthony saying he's not what NXT needs. Or sorry, he's not what NXT wants, but he is what NXT needs. This one was very, very brief. He was in a coffee shop dr- drinking some black coffee. Do not like black, but I do not like black coffee. But he's a t- I guess he's a tough guy. He's drinking black coffee. Um, but that was what he was saying, and that was all we had to really uh, to go off of. But kind of a, uh, a an interesting. Uh, Introduction, I guess, to kind of see what, well, how he might be what he needs. Uh, I think there are some other ones, but you know, can't quite really remember. Like those are the ones that always stood out: Idris, uh, Draco, and especially Tiffany Stratton there. So again, John joked a couple minutes ago about XC 2.5 with with this new uh, attraction of even more talent here. But you know, we're gonna wait and see which ones might uh, find success. As we've seen, people find a success in this initial stretch of XC 2.0, leading up to War Games here on Sunday. So with that, John, we'll go home show four games on Sunday, two live matches, hype up for title matches, new characters, elaboration of old characters, and everything in between. What, what do you think of this show? I would go with um, 6.75. thought it was a little bit below average. I thought the, the build kind of to the review this weekend was a little subpar, a little disappointing. Uh, otherwise, strong de- video packages for some potential interesting new characters, as well as just uh, the main event in ring action was entertaining as well. Yeah, I, I thought, I mean, I would agree, both live matches were very, very good. Um, I liked, you know, admittedly, like it irked me, but. Um, I thought that the, the the Tiffany Stratton one was good. Uh, we had other other characters here, kind of getting maybe some some more direction. Solo, Boa, all these things. Um, can't complain. It felt like 
kind of at the same time, maybe a little uneventful for a go home show, but we had some more hype up for War Games on Sunday. So that was very, very good. Um, so there you go. So for me, I, uh, I'm biased because like I'm, I'm I'm just down down on the the looming death of NXT of old in my mind at least. Uh, but I can't knock you know Braun Breaker, Johnny Gargano, very very good match. Good a lot of match with uh, Kaylee Ray Dakota open the show. Um, Stuff to look forward to beyond that. We got all we got uh, confirmation that Zion Quinn will face Santos Escobar next week. Uh, Zion helped indirectly helped. Uh, Kyle Riley and Von Wagner win their match with Legato. So the latest outcome of that match or that that feud we'll see next week. That will probably not. That won't be on the War Games card. They'll be on the NXT next week. So for me, I would probably go for six point three. Admittedly, probably unfairly knocking it for my upsetness about the the uh, this the the lay of the land here. But want to give one shout out to Joseph saying more people should watch Chucky uh, rather than that. Maybe maybe rather than NXT because actually has story and pop progression. Um, and I, I just I noted that because I, I review Chucky for our sister site coming soon, and the season finale is uh, I think wrapping up at this very moment. So if you haven't checked out, I, I well, hope he's saying that more people should because if he's if he's saying it as a statement, as in more people do watch Chucky each week, that's not true. The the ratings for Chucky are not as high as NXT 2.0. So uh, hopefully I, he meant should, like you implied. I chose. I trust, I read it as should. He's saying maybe that they do watch it. Um, I'll, I'll read it as they should. Maybe people should watch Chucky. Nestra has commented a couple of times in recent weeks about Chucky. Herman's saying he never liked Chucky. If you give give the show a chance, I think I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It'll be on Peacock tomorrow if you if you have that. Assuming if you're watching this, you do. Uh, but some thoughts about NXT here uh, with. Nando deviating from his usual ducks for the pigs. <laughs> Saying NXT, I guess that's six pigs and a half oinks. Okay. We love you, Nando. <laughs> Brian was seven as well. He had the build to go, the build to war against kept him going. Uh, Luke Gosler with a Bob Ross out of 10. I don't know what that means, but I, <laughs> 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 um, when, 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 you, when you incorporate um, animal animals instead of numbers here. You can you can go for Bob Ross as well. Uh, Eddie goes to Hario with a six point five. Herman with a five as well. Uh, Steven with a seven, and Nesha with a six uh, for the NXT uh, War Games go home here. So um, there you go. So you know, not not a bad show by any means. Maybe a little slow, but definitely some good things to look forward to for War Games and beyond. <laughs> Nando doesn't know what Chucky is. It's it's. Uh, I hope it's, uh, he's lying. I really hope he's lying. Um, admittedly, I mean, hey, if I, um, people, uh, people, uh, whatever, man. But if he well, watches NXT, he would have saw Chucky like. A couple this weeks is ago. true. This is true. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe not as pulling I like there. Um, but don't want to go off on a, on a Chucky tangent. I just want to say that I, that I like Chucky. And if you haven't checked out, if you if you're a horror movie fan, if you're a Chucky fan, definitely recommend checking that series out. And maybe you've checked my reviews for coming soon. Our sister site, I'll check it out. Good friend of the show of the show of the website, Tyler Trees runs things over there. Runs a great team over there. Nando's given us given us an ellipsis, so I, I think he was kidding. Sorry about that, Nando. Um, but with that being said, John, we're on to war games here on Sunday. I'm sure it'll be a very, very good show. I'm not ready, John. For me, it is the last day of November here as we record this, and my gosh, I think that, uh, or I actually, I pretty much know uh, that December it's gonna it's gonna wreck me because we got war games on Sunday and. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, as far as I can tell, it's going to be the end of NXT as we know it, the end of NXT as I once loved it. And then the next weekend, Ring of Honor. 
its last pay-per-view of this era, the Ring of Honor that I have loved as well. Two weekends in a row. My gosh, I'm not ready. It's gonna, if I'm if I'm two weeks now, if I'm if I'm in a rough spot, guys, I'm sorry, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough little stretch of time here. But even even with that, even with the looming death of of the two brands that I that I have very very much loved for several years now. We try to do the one thing here about uh, with this show, with the Raw show on Mondays, with SmackDown on Fridays, with everything we do here on any any given day. We try to do the one thing here, and that's to enjoy the wrestling. I gave away the tie on before I even before I ever got into the into the heart the, the meat and potatoes here. Uh, the, we've got those shows. We got interviews. We've got the two Dino dudes on the rampage covering all things AEW. Uh, interviews just across the board. Make sure to leave like and subscribe. All of our platforms: SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube Battle Podcast. We will be here on Sunday to talk all things uh, NXT War Games. However, that show does go. And hey, may, maybe on the off chance that NXT doesn't uh, of old doesn't doesn't die a miserable death on Sunday, we'll be there to celebrate that as well. Um, I'm sure it'll be a, I'm sure it'll be a fun fun show regardless. But with that being said. It's on to War Games, and it's on to the rest of the wrestling league. So that being said, I already gave it away. But, John, we tried one thing here above all others at WrestleZone. Can you tell me what that is? Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. You're darn right. And with that, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate your support, and have a good night.